Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, the last time I was up here, I was speaking to you on Sunday morning, and uh, I was talking about finding joy again. Anybody remember that, finding joy again? And uh, it's something we talked to you out of uh, Philippians 4, where it says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice. It means to find joy again. And uh, it's something that's very important for us to have joy in our lives, and and, uh, Paul was very emphatic about it. As looking at what I'm going to share with you today, I look back like two verses And there's that word again, rejoice. God wants us to be filled with joy. He has a plan for us to live an abundant life, a full life, a rich life in the things of God, the things that matter. And joy matters. You ever see people around that just have that perpetual frown on their face? You know, I want to go up and paint a smiley face, you know, but I never did get away with that. I tried it a couple of times. Well, I didn't really, but... uh, Anyway, rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to get everybody to say that one. Rejoice in the Lord. How often? Is that a pretty big number? Always? It's one of those absolutes that uh, always throw me because I go, Lord, always? I'm going to rejoice always? It doesn't mean, the word doesn't mean to be this giddy high or just to be happy or to be, you know what it means? It means a settled, deep-rooted joy that says, it is well with my soul. That a smile that comes up from deep within you, and it's not just a smile, you ever paste a smile on your face? It's not one of those. It's a deep, that's what joy God wants us to have in our life. So... I want to start today in 1 Thessalonians 5. If you could open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5. Lord, we thank you for your word, God. Your word is what you've given to us to change our lives, to give us a picture of what you want to do in our lives, Lord. It's not about others. It's not about the world. This is about us and you. And Lord, you said you'd let your word come deep into our lives and that your word would transform us, make us completely different than we are. And Lord, I've seen you do that in my life, and I thank you, God, so much for all that you do through your word in me. So I open my heart today to your words to hear you speak to me and change my life. And if you pray that prayer with me, say amen. Well, in 1 Thessalonians 5, I was going to read verse 18 because this is Thanksgiving Sunday. Thanksgiving begins Thanksgiving week. And uh, it says, and everything gives thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. But I look back two verses, and if you have it up there, let's go back to verse 16 and let's read the 16 through 18 together. What does it say there? Oh, there's that again. I had not planned on introducing that back into my message, but there it is again. Rejoice always. But he doesn't say it again. I say rejoice. He says rejoice always, and then the next one is pray without ceasing. 
And then it says, in everything, say it with me, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There's those absolutes again. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So let's say it one more time together, but be emphatic on those absolute words, okay? So let's, the whole thing through, but emphatic on the absolutes. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now take that you and bring it right home to where it belongs, because you are part of you. You know that, don't you? So when we always, you know, point at somebody else, you heard this said, you point at somebody else, you got three, at least three fingers pointing back at you. So this is about what we're doing we're going to rejoice always. We're going to pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks because that's God's will for our lives. Today, I want to talk to you about a message I preached. I don't know. David said, I want you to preach Thanksgiving because I think you probably already preached 40 Thanksgiving messages. Close, maybe even more than that. Uh, and when he said 75, I thought, that's really pretty close because Debbie and I together have been pastoring, we're pastors for about 75 years together. So um, it hasn't been, uh, you know, just a, a, a nothing time. It's been an amazing adventure. But it's, Thanksgiving messages are very, very close to my heart because it, it's something that eludes so many people, the importance of giving thanks in our lives. And I call it the key to everything, gratitude, the key to everything. And if you want to unlock anything with God, it begins with this key of gratitude. Because you can't come to God grumbling and mumbling, and he'll find great joy in that. You come grumbling and mumbling, and he pretty much commits himself to correction. But that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a little compassion, a little pity, a little, you know, I'm doing a pity party. God, I really would like you not only join my pity party, but pat me on the back. And God says, I'm not interested in your pity party. What I'm interested in is transforming your life and bringing your life into a light that is shining brighter and brighter as you walk with Jesus until he returns. That's what he's doing. So every, in every circumstance, gratitude. What is gratitude? It seems like a conjunction to me. Grateful attitude. And they just put it all together and said, gratitude. You don't have a grateful attitude, you got gratitude, but she has a grateful attitude. And if we, we look at the, the reality of that, a grateful attitude unlocks God's will for your life. Didn't, isn't that what he said? It's the thanksgiving, giving of thanks that is God's will for our lives. In Christ Jesus, he said, that's what he said. In every situation, find something to be thankful for. Oh, yeah, but man, I got situations. This is no thankful areas in that part of my life. I got junk areas. There's no gratitude available. Yes, there is. Otherwise, this absolute God would not have allowed to be in our, our Bible to get into our life. I don't care how hard something is. You have an option. You have the ability to reach deeper and look deeper and look around you for something that is good. And it doesn't have to be necessarily about that situation. But you know what? In a really bad situation, I've been through bad situations. Listen, bad situations. 
But if you look at it, it depends on how you look at it. If you look at it with your eyes open spiritually, you can see as tough as it gets, a good thing that I can be thankful for is God's causing me to grow. God's doing something in me that makes my life fuller. These experiences don't, don't just pass us by. We are comforted in our trials, in our difficult times, so that we have the ability to comfort somebody else in those same things. There's something to be thankful for everywhere in our lives. And so if you find yourself in a little bit of a, a pity party because it's so hard for you compared to everybody else in this world, you need to come to Haiti with me. No, I'm not going to say that. But, but it will turn your uh, life around and change your perspective on a lot of those things. But anyway, he's saying uh, that we need to find something to be th thankful for in every situation. Why? Because it thankful, thankfulness, gratitude adjusts our hearts. It adjusts our hearts to what God wants us to be. In that situation, he doesn't want us to be a complainer. He doesn't want us to be defeated. He wants us to be overcomers in every situation in our life. We are more than overcomers. Turn to somebody and say, you're an overcomer. Did you convince them? Now say it to yourself, I'm an overcomer. I am an overcomer in Christ, through Christ. He's given me that ability to lift my eyes above my circumstances that might look bad and to find something good that he said to me. Turn to uh, Psalm 100 because I want you to see that thanksgiving or gratitude opens the way into his blessing. Psalm 100 verse 1 says, make a, uh-oh, there's that word again. Do we have that scripture up? Psalm 100, verse 1, I'll just say it. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. There's, I didn't intend that either because that wasn't the part that I was really using. But I look back a couple of verses, and there it is again. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. All you land, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And here's the verse that I wanted you to see. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. What does it say? Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy everlasting, and his truth endures for all generations. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Say it. Thanksgiving. And I don't want your mind to go toward turkey or ham mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce. No, I'm going to Enter his gates with thanksgiving, a thankful attitude. The word attitude is an interesting word. I looked it up in my dictionary. It means an emotional outlook or a mood or a position. My attitude is how I stand after I've looked at something. Where do I position myself? Am I knocked back by it? Am I overwhelmed or am I just drawn into it? because I love what I see so much? Our attitudes really mean a lot. There's a, a nautical instrument, uh, uh, nautical, aeronautical? There's a, a, a instrument <laughs> on the panel of every airplane. You ever been in a small airplane? If you go right into the cockpit, you're going to see on the instrument panel something called an attitude indicator. And I was very intrigued by that. You all know what an attitude, believe it or not, you all know what an attitude indicator is, even though you don't know you know. 
Because an attitude indicator is a little instrument, usually round, and it's got a line right across the middle of it. And in that line, there's a little floating airplane. You know that one that kind of goes up and bobs? And so if you're going this way, it goes this way. And if you're going this way, the airplane goes this way. If you're going down, it drops below the line. If you're going up, it goes above the line. That's an attitude indicator. And it talks about your position in relation to your horizon. See, that line is your horizon. And if you look at this picture, it's a great picture about us and our attitudes. If I'm so excited, I'm thrilled, I'm going up, and you know, you keep going up and you keep going up in an airplane, if you don't level off at some point, you're going to stall out. And you know what happens when you stall out? The airplane on that line starts going way down on the bottom. You know, you go into a, a dive and you crash. If you go into a right bank and, you know, you see it, you're, you're doing this turn, You've got to adjust. You've got to adjust. This attitude indicator tells you all the time where you are. And God's given us an attitude indicator in his word that shows us where we are. His spirit tells us where we are and how we need to adjust our attitudes so that we can be on a right course to get to where, well, in airplane terms, where our destination is safely. That's the whole purpose of that attitude indicator is to get you where you want to go. But in this context, we want to get where God wants us to go. We want to be all that God wants us to be. And it's important to adjust our attitudes at times. And one of the biggest attitudes we have is gratitude. Remember, it's a grateful attitude. So if you look at attitude, you realize, if I'm not grateful, how often should I be thankful? Always. What, what does that really mean? How many, how often is that? Should I be thankful? I mean, let, all right, once a day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thankful. Is that good? I say, okay, once every hour, I'm going to just smile to God and say, God, I'm so thankful to you. Well, that doesn't cut it quite either with God. If I'm going to be thankful always, it's got to be something that's deep inside me like joy that just comes out. However it bubbles out, it usually bubbles out in my words, and I express my gratitude to God. I express my gratitude to others. One of the most important things you'll ever learn to say in your life is thank you. Thank you. Thank you adjusts our attitude. How does thank you adjust our attitude? I thought about that for a while, and I thought about people who aren't thankful. You ever do something for somebody, and they don't th say thank you? And you're going, bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're supposed to be thankful for that. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to find something that you could be thankful about, even in that. Even in the times we, when we complain, we can find ways to be thankful. So, Lord, thank you for the opportunity that I gave you to speak to that person about their attitude. <laughs> I just pray for them. You can be thankful that you had a chance to pray. Is it a good thing to pray? How much should we pray? No, no. That's not what it says. Without ceasing. Okay, ready? We're going to start now, and we're going to pray without ceasing for the next three days, all right? So here we go. Ready? How do you pray without ceasing? I've really struggled with that, and yet the Lord showed me over the years. He said, you are. You're talking to me all the time. 
See, prayer isn't always intercession. It's always not uh, uh, this vocal crying out to God because there's so many needs in this world. Sometimes prayer is just talking to God. And I'm always talking to him. I was, somebody uh, challenged me with a question. What do you do more than anything else in your life? And I had to talk, I had to think about that. What do you do or what do you think about more than anything else in your life? Think about that for a minute. What, what consumes your thoughts or what uh, uh, is more important in your thoughts than anything else? Oh, man, I have problems. Well, to do something through every, because when we just realize that God wants to do something through everything that we go through in life, he has some lesson for us to learn. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen so that uh, we can grow. You know, people don't die in your life so that you can get better. You know, you don't go financially through financial crisis so you can learn. But in everything, remember what God says? He turns everything for our good. Everything God uses so that we can grow, so that we can get better, so we can become more like him. And when I thought about that, I thought about how does gratitude or giving thanks or thanksgiving adjust my life? Well, you can't say thank you without humbling yourself. See, I'm looking at something that somebody else did for me. I'm finding something good that was done for me, and I have to realize that was given to me. I can't say, well, yeah, but I deserve that. You know, I can't, can't go into those moments of gratitude with pride. So we adjust. See, whenever we're thankful, every time we say thank you, we humble ourselves. It adjusts us. And humility is something that is so critical and so important with God. I want to give you three things that uh, being thankful does for us. Number one, thankful positions us for God's blessings. James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace, which is favor, which is blessing. Therefore, he says... God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. See, when, when I'm humble myself, it moves God in some way. He looks down. When, when your kids, if you have kids, if you had kids, if you want to have kids, when you do something for a kid and they say thank you, that really, it does something to you. Because they, what they've done is they've returned the blessing. And we return the blessing to God when we say, thank you, Lord, for all that you do in my life, we humble ourselves. We say, note that I, I'm not going to rise up and say, take credit or get attention to myself. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Where would you rather be? <laughs> God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. Where on that spectrum do you want to be? I don't want to be anywhere on that spectrum. I want to be where he's giving grace to me. Grace and blessing are what God... See, that's why he says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's the will of God that you be blessed. It's the will of God that you get everything he has created you to have. He wants you to have it. He wants you to be that. So the first thing, Thanksgiving positions us positions us for God's blessing. We humble ourselves and we have grace, more blessing. It's a position of humility that when you say thanks, it leads us to a good place. The second thing is thanksgiving prepares us for God's presence. 
What is God's presence? The intimate relationship that God wants to have with us. Intimate relationship. I don't want, there's too many people in church today. Listen, I, I give these scriptures uh, everywhere I go. When I go into missions, I, I preach a couple of scriptures, one in Matthew and, and one in Luke, where it says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? He, who is he talking to there? Church. Or many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, we did all these wonderful things in your name. And what is he going to say to them? I never knew you. God wants to you, you to know him. He wants to know you. He wants you to know that he knows you. That's the most important part of our relationship with God. That you know him and you know that he knows you and your eternity is secured forever. We have a relationship and the church needs to really rise up to that. I want to know God, and I want to know that he knows me. How do we do that? I'm telling you right now that thankfulness, a thankful heart, leads you to that place. It leads you to a place because, you know, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. Well, if he wasn't leading you to do it, what were you doing it for? Usually it has to do with pride. Spiritual pride. Look at me. Everybody see me. I'm doing this. I'm casting out devils. I'm, you know, God's not, he's not impressed. He will be impressed when he knows who you are and that you know he knows. If God knows who you are and he still loves you, that brings me to tears every time I think about that. In fact, I'm getting a little blurry right now. God knows everything about me and he still loves me. Oh, thank you. There's something to be thankful for. And there's a whole lot of garbage that you could focus on. Woe is me. I got this problem. I got that problem. No, no, no. You have a great big God who's bigger than your problems. And the, the words that you speak are important. The, the, the month, the last month of words, if you didn't, weren't here for all of that, go get the podcast because powerful lessons to be learned about our words and gratitude, thanksgiving is about our words. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I thought that was interesting. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. The gates of a city are usually locked. But we enter, thanksgiving unlocks the gates so that we can come in. But we don't want to just stand out by the gate and enter his courts with praise. So what is praise? Hallelujah, glory to God. Now, what it says, it says it right here. It's, uh, I'm, I don't know where I'm at right here. Somebody read where I'm at. Okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. Some, I didn't write. Oh, here it is right here. Um, <clears throat> Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. What does it say? Praise is. But the next line right there, what does it say? Be thankful to him and bless his name. We come before him. We come through the gates. We unlock the gates with our gratitude and our thanksgiving. We enter into his court. It's plural, courts. You see, in the, in the view of the temple, there's an outer court and an inner court. The outer court was where you would offer sacrifices. And there's a sacrifice of praise. There's a verse that talks about bring the sacrifice of praise before the Lord. Well, uh, it's in Hebrews 13. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. That is... The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. How important 
is giving thanks. It gets us from the gate, well, gets us through the gate. It gets us into the outer court, and then we get to go into the inner court, and the inner court represents the personal, intimate relationship that we have with him, that we are with God in his presence, and that's what God's called us to. Well, I'm going to get this done. (laughs) The third thing, Thanksgiving opens God's plan to us, the path that he's prepared. In everything, give thanks. That's his will. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, right? That's his will. His will is his plan. And he sets a path before us that includes gratitude. In everything, give thanks. That's his plan for us. And along the way, we get to do the good things that he's presented, prepared for us from the foundation of the world. For every one of us, a path of good works. Ephesians 2 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. God has great things for you. But the key that unlocks the door is gratitude, thanksgiving. Are you following me? Are you following me? Okay, I... there's some glazed eyes and I'm just wondering they're still thinking about turkey huh? so listen to your words are they complaining or thankful try this take Psalm 103 we're not going to read it right now but how you look at things makes all the difference take Psalm 103 which David quoted Pastor David quoted it talks about count all the benefits that God has done for you God's done so many good things. If you wonder what to be thankful for, pick up your Bible, turn to Psalm 103, and read a few of the benefits that he's given to us. As we enter Thanksgiving week, I'm sure there's some struggles. For some people, the holiday season is an enormous struggle. Some of you, it's a great joy. Others, uh, it's a struggle because... We're alone, or I don't have my kids, or my parents are gone, or, you know, there's just so many things. But I'm telling you, it begins with Thanksgiving week and the whole idea of a celebration of Christmas begins with Thanksgiving. I want to pray for you. Because I think God's speaking to us. Bow your heads for just a minute. I'm going to say this to some of you. You've been listening to the wrong voice, to lies. He directs your thoughts, even your attitudes, a position, to too much of the bad things and not enough of the good things. And I want to take just a minute to adjust that. Take a minute to push back, push back on the devil. How do we do that? It's simple. James 4, 7 says, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will. Not maybe, not might. He will flee. If you've submitted to God, Lord, my life is in your hands, and devil, no way. Take your lies and leave, and leave me alone. He will flee. I want you to say this after me. Father, I submit myself to you. I thank you for loving me and forgiving me and giving me your Holy Spirit. Open my eyes to all the good things you're doing. 
Devil, I resist you now. Get behind me. I'm coming through to do everything that God has for me to do. Devil, you can't stop me. I reject your lies. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for the victory that you have already won. I accept it as mine. I stand with you, and you stand with me. A grateful, joy-filled overcomer. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. If you haven't come to the place in your life where you've realized that the only way you're going to get the treasure or the things that people are talking about, it happens when you give your life to Christ. And I know that many, or if not all, have done that at some point in your life here. But I know how life gets, and I know how easy it is to just forget, just to go about life and you wander a little bit further, a little bit further. God's still there. The last time you were with him, he's still there. And he's waiting for you to come back. He's looking for you to come back. He's calling for you to come back. So if you've never given your life to Christ today, we're going to say a very simple prayer. Or if you've just wandered away and you know it's time to come back, the same prayer, the same prayer works for all of us. And it's a very simple prayer. Just repeat this after me. Father, today I open my heart to you. I give you all that I am for all that you have. Forgive me for rejecting you. Forgive me for my sin. I receive you now as my Savior and my Lord. From this day on, I count myself as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.